so I kind of, I'm a team of one, just me, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm assigned to um, NDL in the HR department. But I also support every, sing every single area of the business in terms of DE&I because Next doesn't have um, anyone that has that specific skill set mm. um, around equality, diversity and inclusion. So my role has kind of evolved from distribution to supporting the majority of Next, divisions in Next. Nice. Which has been, been interesting. It's met some great people, if I'm yeah. honest. Yeah. 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 And you've been in, how long have you been here now? Because like, I guess in the Next game, you're relatively new. I am. Um, so I hit my two-year anniversary in, in July. Nice. Um, but it's gone really quick. You know, it, it's like... <laughs> It's kind of got really, really quick um, in that time. And it doesn't feel like two minutes since I walked in to um, Ems Emsel Drive um, to start from now where I am now. And I go all over, um, you know, the UK to our warehouses, to here, to as regional service centres. I go all over the place, if I'm honest. I haven't been offered a trip to Sri Lanka yet, though. <laughs> Might be on the so, cards. So, it's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> so... Sounds like you're really passionate though about what you're doing, and have you have you have you always been in this area? Have you always been? Is it is it DNI or is it what's the correct terminology so I get it right as yeah, well? Yeah, I mean the, the, the terminology around diversity, quality, inclusion has changed so much mm. um, over the last twenty years. So going right to the beginning, you got equality, and it was all about equality and what the legislation talked about. Then it was around diversity and looking at difference as a whole because the Equality Act doesn't co cover all aspects of difference. And then it moved on to inclusion, which is around everybody, getting everybody into the conversation and including everybody. But more recently, what that conversation has now moved on to is aligning all of that terminology to a point where somebody belongs, actually belongs within the structure of the organisation, the culture, the fabric of the organisation. So, I mean, my role is diversity, equality, inclusion specialist. Um, but I want to get, whether it happens in my lifetime, I'm not sure, <laughs> but I want to get that people feel like they belong here. Um, and there's some people that have worked 40 years here. Um, there's staff in, in our HR team that have just celebrated their 40-year anniversary. Wow. And they genuinely feel like they belong. Um, and there's others that are still on that journey to feeling like they belong. And that's what it's all about. Not just a select few. It's about everybody that works at Next. Regardless, Regardless. of ethnicity, age, Correct. Um, disability, yeah. Yeah. anything, yeah. If you think about it, the biggest source of diversity that Next has got, have got a diversity thought. Everybody nice. thinks differently. Love everybody. It. So how, why are we not utilising that <laughs> in terms of our... Diversity, quality, inclusion strategy to a point that we included it in our commitment. Yeah. Um, I asked um, to look at diversity or include diversity of thought rather than diversity of talent because talent's subjective <laughs> and talent kind of has a bias aligned with it in that what I think is talent, you might think is different. Yeah. But diversity of thought is absolutely everybody that works mm. for this organisation and it want, it's what's helped us remain competitive and innovative and if I'm honest, probably survive COVID and grown. Yeah, you, you totally don't, agree. You, you, don't, you don't get all the people, Wilkins, you know, Wilco's, Wilkinson's being the next one that's gone mm, um, unfortunately, out of business. Yeah. But we've remained ahead of the game by taking into account that we have so many different people with so many different ideas and thoughts 
that we are prepared to listen. And that's what's key, in my view, to diversity. And I guess for the future as well, to keep bringing in that new perspective yeah, yeah. from different that new thought process yeah. as well is just as critical isn't it like it's no point like yeah it's great we want everyone to feel belonging but at the same time we want that feeling to be seen from outside so people feel like oh I can come and influence exactly. that yeah yeah exactly um prime example of that is um when I joined um and a lot of um organizations are kind of doing this at the minute um in terms of their of their brand is kind of making campaigns relatable to the consumer yeah so i've been pushing really been pushing knocking on doors um, that we should be using disabled models in our campaigns nice and we've started we started doing that uh, which were like an absolute win for, for, for <laughs> me like great because we've done a lot of work um around modest clothing mm. and promoting that especially during need yeah um, but we did the Disney 100 campaign where we used disabled models. Oh, awesome. Um, and there's a campaign that's going out in October where, again, we're using disabled models. Um, and for disability and disabled people in particular, we want to see people like us wearing or us envisaging wearing clothes that, mm. that next does. Um, if we can't see people like us, it's kind of like a missed gap in the market. But next and now on the game with that, and I'm like, yeah. Like whipping the plugs, <laughs> or dead, dead, dead pleased with that. And, and and you know, especially with the next brand as well, we are not like um, we don't target a certain audience mm. as such either, do we? we? We appeal to so many people. We do, we do. Like you know, I speak to the marketing team, and it's like from when you're a baby until like till you're like seventy odd, we've got a, such a breadth of customers. So why not include that as well? Yeah, yeah. In the DNI space, yeah. Exactly, and because the DNI space is is huge, it's around our consumers. Yeah. Um, it's around our staff. It's around corporate social responsibility and our uh, our obligations around that, and it's around doing the right thing. And if we are doing the right thing, which this is why I'm so proud to have come here um, and to have stayed here, is that. We are on the right path because DEI is a journey. There's no end point and there's no start point. <laughs> You're kind of like on a journey, and that journey may take winding roads, different directions all the time, <laughs> um, depending on how things change. And that's what I like about Next. They're prepared to let's get on the journey yeah. and see what it takes us. And it's, as you know, it's took us some, some great directions, <laughs> hasn't it? Some interesting directions. <laughs> Yeah, like, no. like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this, like talking about, like you think about it now. I remember, yeah, like you coming two years ago and now we're having a, we're having a proper yeah. conversation about it, which is great. Yeah. Which is great. Stuff like this is great. And I guess, like you say, you're involved in, so there's, uh, there's the Unity Network. Yes. Um, there's the Pride Network. Yeah. Um, we've got a specific wellbeing team. Yeah. But then more so, you've been more focusing, haven't you, on... The ABLE network. So what what is ABLE at next? Right, so when I joined, you'd got Pride that had been here for quite... It was well-established. Yeah. Um, we had quite a number of years and, and a big driver within Next to promote uh, gender identity and sexual orientation in, in the workplace. Unity was on the back of that um, as a result primarily of the murder of George Floyd um, and that actually there was no space to discuss culture, ethnicity um, kind of issues, which then Unity came back on. It was probably the missing link in Next. Mm. Um, disabled people, 
there are thousands of disabled people that, that are in the community and work for Next. Um, so if you want to look at it, it's roughly around about 24% of, of the population is, is disabled. Of the Next uh, population, is that, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and which kind of, that kind of mirrors what it's like outside. Um, so it was kind of like the missing link. You had a pocket of people all over the business um, that was kind of disjointed in terms of they wanted a collected voice. And I was asked to um, work on developing a network for disabled people and for carers of disabled people. The reason being is I have done that before and I've won awards for that in the UK and in Europe um, for a successful establishment of a disability network. Um, and it was my aim to get that embedded within Next. Um, the difficulty with it is, um, as a disabled person, because I am a disabled person myself, um, is that I had my own ideas, but I didn't want that to be a bias towards how this yeah. would look like in Next. Yeah. Because everybody has a bias. I'm biased towards disabled people. <laughs> I'm, I'm not scared to admit that, um, because I tend to gravitate to people that are kind of like me, which we mm. all do. Um, so it was a massive piece of work to get people talking and get people involved, disabled people and non-disabled mm. people, to see how they wanted it working in Next. Um, and we launched in December last year, so we're coming up to his first year anniversary. We launched on International Day for Persons with Disabilities, which is a huge day for the disabled community. And it's grown, it really, really has grown to a level I didn't expect in such a short space of time um, in terms of people wanting to get involved and people wanting to share their stories because the most powerful thing in DNI is when someone wants to share their experiences mm. and, and their story about being either someone from an ethnic minority background or somebody from a disabled background. But what it also did is it brought together all the staff networks. Mm. So they were all working in isolation. Right. Pride, unity, working in isolation. We now work as a collaborative team because intersectionality is key when it comes to DEI. So I'm a disabled person, but I'm also a woman, and I'm also from an ethnic minority background. My experiences are going to be very unique to me. So there'll be aspects of unity that I want to partake in. That's why I love Sri Lanka, because my family's from Sri Lanka. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wondered, I wondered why you said, am I getting a trip over yeah, there? Yeah, my family's from there. Um, so you've got aspects of unity that I want that I take from, uh, quite a bit from the disability network that I take from, and quite interested around the debate on gender identity, which is quite up there in the media at the minute, um, and how we are as a business going to manage that um, in terms of making sure our employees still feel important and mm. part of the next community. So yeah, Abel's been an experience. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 too much to seat you thinking to um, then, eh? It's, it's quite... Um, challenging to I mean it's it's all right because in terms of the day job I can fit it in with the day job um, but as you know from from a marketing and, and a media point of view you have to be on the game with this yeah. all the time to keep the engagement oh, yeah. going um, so I look after um, 
the Google Spaces area available, I look after the social media Yapster of distribution, and then I look after the social media um, of retail within distribution. And each of them audiences have got very unique issues and very unique conversations that want to take place. So trying to cohesively keep that together so that mm. Able have got a focused strategy going forward has been a challenge. Yeah. Um, and it can be a 24-hour job. <laughs> to, you know, two o'clock in the morning, chat, 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 and I'm like, oh, good night. I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to bed. Morning, I'm talk going to bed. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I've, been, I've enjoyed it. I've met some great people on the back of that that is passionate around um, some of this stuff that I've been passionate about for so long. Um, they are as, just as passionate as me and want to get the messages out there. I mean, one of the key things that one of our members said um, around disability in particular, we want people at Next to just see us for who we are. Mm, we are just nice. like, we're just like everybody else. We still have um, fun, we have a laugh and a joke, um, and we still talk about the serious stuff as yep. well um, to support Next in terms of being an employer of choice. And I think we're getting there with that. And just on what you said a couple of times there around as well, like, yeah, obviously you are driving mm. all of the ABLE stuff and that, but there are people now coming forward, yeah. which is great. And it, they are employee-led communities, yeah. aren't they? They're not, it's not, right, this is just a HR initiative and HR will do it. We want to encourage people at Next to come forward and be like, I want to be involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very much so. Um, I mean, in terms of our first year anniversary, it's the network, it's not me, it's the network that said this is what we are wanting to do um, to celebrate um, that day in terms of the sessions that we're putting on. Um, it's, I will say, right, these are some of my ideas, yeah. but it isn't me that says, right, this is a final decision, this is what we do. I'm not like that. Um, it's about what does the network want? What does the employees want? Um, not just the disabled people, but other people because there's quite a lot of members within ABLE there are allies there are allies of disabled people and want to support what we are about and what we are trying to promote as, as a network and as a business I think one of the things I noticed as well when I first met you and was really insightful and it made me think about it was when you were describing to me for the first time around what disability actually is because mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people just think disability is like oh I can't walk or I can't do it it's more physical isn't it is that is that an affair is that is that what people tend to assume they do so yeah. um there's a long-standing joke within <laughs> next um about me and my obsession with accessible toilets right <laughs> okay okay um, because um in Next, when I first joined, every disabled disabled toilet, we'll, we'll say, um, had a picture of a wheelchair on it, um, which is fine and has been fine for, for a long, long time. But we need to recognise and need to understand that there's only 2% of people in a wheelchair. And if you were to look at distribution, for example, you will probably won't find anybody in a, in a wheelchair. And what that symbol kind of did for disabled people is, right, I need to use a, a, a disabled toilet, but I can't use that disabled toilet because I'm scared of getting challenged because I'm not in a wheelchair. Oh, okay. um, so they wouldn't use them. So I did a massive piece of work to educate people on what accessible toilets are, change the signage, um, and the impact that that had within people who worked at Next 
was huge. Um, and a prime example is someone who works in retail actually said, the fact you've done this has absolutely made my life 100% easier because this individual had OCD. And this meant that if she went into a public toilet, she would literally have to clean everything, everything that the taps, and she'd be there. The whole toilet? Yeah, everything. Because if she didn't, because OCD is such a chronic condition, which means if you don't do things in a certain way, it's a kind of end of the world scenario, Mm. that she spent her whole entire break cleaning a toilet. But when we made our educated people on accessible toilets, that made it easier because mm. accessible toilets are bigger, singular, more space, made it a lot easier for her, which actually got her rid of the fear of, oh, I've got to go to work at some point, I'm going to have to use the toilet, or I'm going to have to spend half an hour cleaning the toilet. Mm. And it was such a small thing, but was huge to her. It made a big difference. It, it did. Uh, so that's why they know me as the toilet queen. <laughs> 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 which is, um, because every time, with your disabled toilet, because as a disabled person, you have to scope things. Whenever you go somewhere new, you scope things. Where's the toilet? Where's the disabled yeah. toilet? Is that disabled toilet got a radar key, which is a key that um, some places have, which means only disabled people can use it. So these are things you have to scope as a disabled person. It's um, quite challenging. Mm. And it's, I guess if 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 you are disabled or not, it's just think. It's just again going back to that thought process of changing people's thought process around this as well it and, is and, yeah it and, is and considering and going just just taking a second to consider another view isn't it it is I mean I, I'm quite open and honest about my disability okay um and people know me as having disability also the fact that I've got me some flower like <laughs> uh, I've, I've got a disability um so but not everybody will is comfortable doing yeah. that um and it's just maybe taking a step back and not making an assumption based on what someone looks like because the majority of disabilities are now hidden conditions Mm. and you can't see them. Um, A lot of them are also fluctuating conditions. So like today, I'm I'm walking with with my walking stick, um, whereas other days I won't be, depending on what I'm like that day. And it's about maybe taking a step back and thinking, hmm, does that person need to use a disabled toilet even though they don't look disabled? Not challenging on them that because it's actually nine times out of ten someone that's got a hidden condition and needs that accessible space to do what they need to do. Yeah, it's so true. And what 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 would you say in this like short time that you've been working and setting up the community for uh, the employee-led community for Able, Able at Next? What's what's been the biggest achievement other than obviously be co- being called the toilet queen, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is I don't know if it's if it's a good it's a it's, it's a compliment in a it way. Is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I see the funny side of yeah. it um, from a seri- It's actually quite a serious thing yeah. for for us uh, for us disabled people, um, but it is quite funny. I mean, the biggest achievement for me. Um, is as a direct spin-off of, of Able more than anything, which um, is a result of a lot of negotiating, a lot of um, explaining is, is will be the launch of the Sunflower Lanyard Scheme. Okay. That it will be um, something I've wanted very much since I've joined. Um, a lot of the Able network members already use this, um, but it's not something that's widely recognised in next um, on on a staff level or a consumer level, so there's been a lot of work in the background that I've been doing to 
one, agree for us to join the Sunflower Lanyard Scheme, and two, how are we going to promote it in the best way we mm. can to explain to staff what it is? Um, that will probably be um, one of. And what my what is it? Just if you wouldn't mind, just yeah. explaining it, because like you say, a lot of people won't no. know. A lot of people won't know or don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Sunflower Lanyard Scheme is something that was set up. Um, a number of years ago, initially in the airports, in Gatwick Airport, where people were going, um, travelling on an airport, really struggling as a disabled person with invisible conditions um, and didn't have a way of identifying that they needed that support. So this was introduced um, as a way for someone not necessarily disabled. It could be someone that's got um, a condition of any kind, might be bad back, for example, mm. um, to indicate that they need, they may need some additional support, whether it's a lift, uh, whether it's a chair to sit down in, uh, whether it's um, a hearing loop system um, because they're hard of hearing. It's that indication that they may need a little bit of extra support in the workplace, but indirectly, it will also impact our consumers because if they see, just like we're disability confident, we're a disability confident to employer, that we are aligned with this scheme, it will encourage them to be able to come into our stock mm. with, and, and we will know, when we've educated the staff on this, we will know um, that that person might need a little bit of extra support. I'm also hoping it encourages and stimulates conversations on disability. What, as in, oh, what's that lanyard mean? Correct. Yeah, literally yeah. simple as that, yeah. yeah. Uh, because there is no way somebody would wear this lanyard and not be comfortable mm. um, starting a conversation with, with um, you know, we're telling you that anyway, we're telling you subtly that <laughs> um, we, we've got a condition, so I'm hoping it's going to stimulate some conversations and is, around that. is everyone comfortable wearing... A dis, uh, the sunflower lanyard, sorry. No, no, there'll, no. Be, there'll, there'll be some people no. that will never identify as being disabled ever. Um, and that's because of historical context around disability was always seen as can't, can't do, will not do. Um, but actually now, disabled isn't really what's termed as a dirty word, mm. a bad word. Um, it's a really empowering word. But for a lot of people, it takes them quite a while to get to that point to recognise that they're part of the disabled community. Um, so, yeah, not everybody will, one, acknowledge they're disabled or to wear a lanyard. They don't have to. It's not compulsory. No, no. And, you know, from you, from a personal point of view, obviously, like, we're talking now and we've spoken mm. before many times and stuff like that. You're you're really open and really confident. Mm. Have you ever been in a point of view where you've where you've not or have you just is this just always been your mindset of I'm 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 happy to stick my head above the parapet let's say or like or put or push this forward or I didn't used to be when I was younger okay um but that's because growing up um historically growing up you were expected to conform and be like everybody else especially mm. growing up in the 80s um <laughs> god feel old <laughs> but growing up in the 80s um you were expected to be like everybody else um and I wasn't so I was bullied quite a bit in my younger mm. age um more around my ethnicity if I'm honest um than um, my disability but it got to a point it got to that kind of pivot point where it's why am I embarrassed or ashamed to be exactly who I am um and do you know what People will always say can't. I always say I can't do it that way. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I'm going to try another way 
to do it. Um, and I want to educate people, even disabled people who will be like, oh, I can't really do that, I can't come and work for next, for example, because of that. Well, actually, you can, but we just do it a different way. Um, and it's, I think it was around about my early 20s, really, that I kind of got that pivot point to say, why am I hiding here? You know, I'm, a, I'm working in diversity, equality, and inclusion, but yet I'm not authentic at all, which is what I want people to be, be as authentic as they, what they, you know, what they feel comfortable being. Um, and it was at that point that I kind of stand, stood over the power pit and, and said, I'm here for the masses. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, as people, again, in next quite know about me, I talk a lot. So <laughs> um, I talk, you know, quite a useful lot. Useful on a podcast, though. Y- y- yeah. Very useful on a podcast. Um, <laughs> they love me at Next Radio because it's like, I know you're going to shut up about this. Or, you know, um, you talk about things that you're passionate about, don't you? Yeah. Um, and you, you genuinely want to see succeed. Um, if I was very quiet and I didn't have much to talk about, then there won't be a point with the, to any of this. So. Mm. No, no, no. And you can see that passion massively mm-hmm. coming through, whether you're talking about, you know, things you've done individually, what mm-hmm. the network's done, what the business is doing as well. And what is, so you've, you're coming up to the year milestone, what is on the cards for the future? Like, where's this going to go? Like, it doesn't just get to a year, does it? And go, right, great stuff. No. Like, we're done. No. So what I'm hoping um, in this is kind of, a sad, sad and not sad is that I want to encourage the members to get more active and replace me as chair. Mm. I don't, I don't, I want to sit back and watch other people develop the network, not me develop the Annabelle Naval Network. I want people to take over from me who've got different ideas, different directions different experiences to me I'll always be there in the background and 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 saying and advising and saying yep that's great look let's look at that or no maybe not a great idea but I want it to grow even bigger than what it is I also want to get to the places where I'm struggling to get to so because Next is such a global brand um, and so huge I know there's probably pockets of the business that I'm yet to reach yeah um, and I'm a big believer that we should be reaching everybody so I'm work- working with you on that <laughs> <laughs> no pressure yeah no, no, no pressure. pressure um so I'm wanting that and I also am hoping on the back of some of the stuff from the able network that we make the experience for people who want to work for next or who are within next the best it can be. Um, the fact that we are doing the partnership with Microlink, for example, that would have ne- never have happened two years ago, ever. It wouldn't have even been on the table of discussion. But yet Microlink will be there to support us with the right reasonable adjustments for people um, who are working for us um, in terms of a technology kind of thing because I'm no expert in technology. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's my, Microlink, sorry? just Right, so Microlink is an organisation that Next have decided to work with um, that will support people who require workplace adjustments, um, getting the right support. Um, so, for example, someone who may be um, in a role that requires computer software for their disability, whether it's read-write or whether or not it's... Um, another form of software to help them do their job, 
microlink are an expert in that and they'll be able to signpost us to get the get it right first time not get it right 20 times later uh, which it's happened you know reasonable adjustments are very bespoke to people and we have to trial things to get it right but with microlink we hope to get it right the first time um so we're quite excited with that partnership that's that's coming online yeah no well it sounds really exciting yeah. it's yeah. and it sounds like you're doing you're not just tackling it in a one way you're not just trying to say right we're trying to change hearts and minds it's it's looking at the technical aspect oh, yeah, yeah. or the the like the physical functional aspects around any of the sites like you say we've got stores we've got uh 13 distribution centers yeah, yeah. we've got enderby campus we've got all the contact centres, we've got, you know, other places popping up as well, so... It is, it's um, an exciting times, and what you, what you tend to find is that when it comes to technology, for example, um, not one thing will kind of fit one person. Yeah. So, once you, I've always said this, it's always something I ask people to take away. When you've met one person with a disability, you've met one person. So, you mm. might have one person that's got dyslexia, and then person B's got dyslexia, but their needs are very, very, very different, and what they need to thrive in the workplace. But also, by working with Microlink, it opens the door to gaps in the business that we need filling so we know we know because it's been widely publicized that people that are on the neurodiverse spectrum that have conditions such as autism or adhd for example are absolute whizzes on computers mm -hmm. absolutely come alive when you give them a computer but yet if we haven't got the right equipment and reasonable adjustments in place for them they are never ever want to come to apply and work for us. Mm. Um, so we're not able to fill that gap in the market where we may have some potential to get some really talented people in there. But because we don't know how to, what package of software aligns with what their needs are, we're struggling. So Microlink will fill a gap in that. Wow. Know, Can't wait for that to launch. Yeah, Can't wait for that to launch. Well, no, it's really exciting. Mm. And um, yeah, I just want to say I can't wait to see it all all come to fruition, Anna. I think it's great the stuff you and the community do. Uh, and I think we all do. I think yeah. it's a team effort. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th I think that's true. It's, you know, whether it's people in HR or it's, like you say, even yeah. people outside that just yeah. going, how can I support? I think it's really good. But thanks for coming on and yeah. chatting. Um, I know I always learn loads whenever <laughs> I speak to you. So thank you. As long as I don't talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Cheers, Anna. No, you're welcome.